morning? Come on. I mean, I, it's like, you know, you know we, could, I could, we could just stop right now. I mean, because God is just, I'm telling you, there is something that's going on. There's something that if you, that there is a, a, a transitional place within each and every one of us that you're like, something's going on. Sometimes it feels good, but the truth is sometimes it doesn't feel good. And sometimes you don't know how you're going to feel. Do I feel this way? Do I feel that way? What is it? How do I feel? How do I operate? And um, and today I just, uh, first of all, I want to thank Pastor Sean for ministering last Sunday. Thank you, Pastor Sean. Let's give him a hand and clap of praise. I appreciate that greatly. Shelly and I got uh, got three days of vacation out, and uh, it was it was really good. We had a, a wonderful time, had a chance to to do some uh, minister and pray and lift other people up and encourage people. You know, everywhere we go, we're going to do that. You know, how many of you know whether you're on vacation or you're not on vacation, you've you got to be a light. You've got to be part of that kingdom, uh, King got to be kingdom-minded. If you got your Bibles, turn with me to Joshua chapter 1. I'm going to get there in a few minutes. But what I want to start off with this morning is I want to talk a little about, about our mandate in the new era. Say new era. That's a new era, and we've been talking about the new era. What is the new era? What is this new thing? I want to I really cover some things today. I'm going to take just a few minutes and kind of do a review so I can bring you guys back into that which God is doing within you. How many of you know this isn't just a one-time thing? Going to church is just not a one-time thing. It's just like, oh, I went to church, did that, tried that. It's not McDonald's. It's not a restaurant. It's not you just, you just go, and then you're like, well, I'm, uh, I, I'm older now. I don't have to go to McDonald's. I can eat at JB's, or I can eat somewhere else. I mean, when we were younger, that's the kid. That's all they wanted to do was at McDonald's. And it wasn't always McDonald's. It was the playhouse. They like to be able to play in the playhouse. So, you know, it's like, okay, it's, let's, let's release some energy, let them do that. Plus, it was uh, economically feasible for us to go to there. But um, as we get into this new era, as we step into this new thing, as you begin to look at it, we are in era. The word era literally means a new stage of development. A new stage of development. Do you think, let me ask you this, is God developing something in you? Are you already done? You don't need anything developed. You have met perfection. You've gotten to the pinnacle. You don't need church, don't need the word, don't need a preacher. You just can, just you got it all going on. Is there anybody here today? Because I need to hand you the mic. Actually, you're here today, so I know you're in a new stage of development. Amen. Um, I'm, I'm excited about what God's doing, but a couple things. Let me just go through a real quick review. We had talked about one of the mandates in the new era was that it was okay to mourn. Do you remember that? A lot of times we hold on to things and we don't realize that there is a mourning process. There is a mourning period. And we talked about Israel having 70 days to mourn with Solomon or seven days or 30 days or whatever that period was. There is a period to mourn. And how many of you know it's okay to go ahead and mourn, but it is okay to go ahead and get over that and begin to move in to that which God has for you, okay? So there are some things in your past that maybe, let me put it this way. There's some things in your past that you just need to have, if you need to, hold a funeral, bury it in the backyard, and then move on into the future. Hello? The thing about it is when Joshua came up, they, he, there was a time that he mourned for 30 days for Moses, and Israel did for 30 days. And then it was like, okay, Josh, get up. It's time to move into the promised land. How many of you know mourning can hold you back from your promised land? Oh, come on, somebody. And a lot of times we don't realize it. We don't understand it in a way that we've got this or grief or hurt or pain or those things are all part of an emotion of mourning that can keep you out of your promised land, keep you from moving into what God has for you. The second thing, remember, we talked about is get ready to move. 
Move. We got, we got to move. We got to get up. We got, we got to get up. We got to get up. And we talked about the scriptures where Jesus told the man in the temple, he was like, get up and come over here. And he healed his hand. And sometimes we got to get up. We got to, our, our, we're laying there with our mat and we're saying, I can't get to the pool of Shalom because everybody cuts me off. And Jesus said, do you want to get healed? He's like, okay, get up. The four guys took and, and lowered their buddy down. The, it was paralyzed down to where they could get into Jesus' house. And they took it about and they lowered him down. And he told them to what? Get up and take your mat and walk. There's, there's some things that we've got to in order to this mandate that God has for us is to be able to get up. Get up and move. Move. When we did that video, I love that song and uh, to get up and move. We got to move. We got to move. You got to move. There's, you got to have movement. There's got to be movement. There is waters that are stirring. There is movement of the waters. There's something in the spirit that is stirring here today. Can you feel it? Can you, can you see it? There's, there's something that's beginning to stir and you're like, I don't know. But something's different. Something's beginning to shift. And the third thing we talked about was to prepare yourself. Say prepare. Go with me to Joshua chapter 1, verse 11. Joshua and the Israelites, they were, they were getting ready to enter into the promised land. And he said, uh, he told Joshua to pass through the midst of the camp and command the people saying, prepare provisions for yourselves. See, there's a lot of times we want to we take Christianity and we always do for others. But how many of you know there's a time for you? There's a time for you to prepare for yourselves. There's a time you need to have rest. There's a time you need to eat. Come on. There's a time you got to have some joy. There's a time you got to have some fun. And that's difficult sometimes because we go on vacation and we're beginning to have fun. And the enemy comes in and makes me feel like I'm guilty. Come on. That I should be at a conference or I should be, you know, before the Lord day and night. Are you with me? And that I feel guilty. And, and, and that's just a, a plan and a purpose of the enemy that we've just got to begin to prepare ourselves. There's some things within ourselves that we've got to prepare. So he's, he's getting the, the provisions prepared because he says in three days that you're going to begin to cross this Jordan. You're going to enter in to the promised land. There's some of you that it, that in three days you can enter into that promised land if you're ready and if you're prepared to get into it. But you remember when they got in there, there were giants in the land. So your promised land's got giants. I'm not going to preach on that. But I do want to take a look at that word prepare. That word prepare in the, in, um, in the Hebrew is, is kun. And it, and it literally means this. It means to erect. It literally means to set up. It means to have ready. How many of you like camping? Do I got any campers in here? Anybody like, hold up, I want to see some campers in here. Good, good. Do you prepare to go camping or do you just take your stuff and go? <laughs> do, you, do you even look for a sleeping bag? Do you look for provision? Do you get the cooler and put some ice in there? Do you, I mean, do you prepare that? You go, I got to get my tent and make sure it doesn't have holes in it and make sure it's got steaks. How many of you would like to prepare, take a tent and then not have steaks to stake it down? And then in Oklahoma, that's bad news. That's bad news in Oklahoma. So you've got to begin to prepare, and he talks about that. The Webster's Dictionary defines prepare as to make ready beforehand for some purpose, use, or activity. It means to put into, I like this one, a proper state of mind. A proper state of mind. There has to be. If you want to maximize our time together, there has to be some preparation on your part. Beginning to get in the proper state of mind. Oh, come on, somebody. To get in, there's got to be some preparation. There's got to be some preparation. Preparing all week. I prepare all week long for this moment. I am thinking about it. I'm meditating about it. And sometimes my wife is like, are you listening to me? And a lot of times I'm thinking, what did Joshua do? And, and how did that? And what did it mean prepare? And what are the people going to be able to do? And how can we begin to step into that? And, and how do others prepare? Because some people prepare, prepare differently than others. There's some people that will prepare for the long haul. There's some people that will prepare for the short haul. There's some people who will prepare. And there's some of us. <laughs> Maybe you're like me. There's some of us that will let, I'll let Shelly prepare. 
And I just glean off of what she's prepared, right? Because she's going to come with the sunblock. I'm going to forget the sunblock. Hello? She's going to have some preparation there. She's going to have those different things. And they're preparing to move in. In order for us in this new era, in order for us to move in and through what God has for us, there's going to be, have to be some preparation. When you become a believer and follower of Christ, there is preparation that begins to take place. When the enemy comes down your driveway, you heard me say this before, there is a thief and you look out your front door and here he comes and you run down in your basement and you begin to start pumping weights. <laughs> Kate, is that when you do it? Is that when, is that when you do it? You start pumping weights when you see him on the driveway or do three years prior, you begin to start pumping weights and then all of a sudden you see him come and you meet him at the door because you're buff. You got guns. Gotta go. Can you see my gun? See, my house is not my house is not just protected by an alarm. My house is protected by the angels of God, and my home is prepared as a habitation place. So when somebody begins to come that wants to bring evil or hurt or pain, that the angels of the Lord go to work. So I'm going to use you as an example, okay, that you, you, you've been preparing for baseball. You've been studying your swing. You've been, you've been, you've been preparing for what? Well, did you prepare today or did you start four or five years ago to prepare? See what I mean? He's beginning to prepare for that. And then something good happened and he got a scholarship to be able to play baseball at a college. That preparation just didn't happen overnight. Yes? That preparation began years ago when he started beginning to prepare for that, prepare for that, prepare for that, prepare for that. So that word prepare can mean to put in the proper state of mind. Because the preparation is not just physical, but it's mental. Are you guys awake this morning? It's the battlefield of the mind. Joyce Meyer talks about the battlefield of the mind. We've got in the new era, we've got these books that are over here for you to be able to get information so you can prepare to be better at what you're doing. Come on. There is one that, 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 that unashamed that uh, Crystal gave a testimony about how that helped her. And it's also helped her prepare for the things to come. It's also helped her prepare. When you get into the word of God and you begin to read it and you begin to get it in your being and you begin to get it in your spirit, then all of a sudden you are now prepared for anything that the enemy wants to bring against you. Hello? And sometimes we mess up. Sometimes we don't handle it right. Sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes we get caught by the trap. Sometimes we get, we get snared by the enemy. But how many of you know God's got a way and he's preparing you how to step out of that and how to step into what God has for you? Okay, so let, let, me, let me move on here. That's prepare. So those are the three things that we talked about. It's okay to mourn. It's okay to get ready. And you got to move. You're going to have to get up. You're going to have to prepare yourself and you've got to prepare for what's ahead. What's ahead? Does anybody want to get out of debt? You've got to prepare for it. What's ahead? Is business in, in, your, in your future? You want to start your own business? You've got to begin to prepare for it. Ministry, is that in your future? What is it that you want to be able to do? You've got to begin to prepare for it. How many of you know you need wisdom? You better start preparing to be able to receive that wisdom and then applying that wisdom that you get. Knowledge, information, it's all out there. Now I, I can't tell my grandkids anything. They're like, hey, Papa, how many stomachs does a cow have? And I said, um, I think two or three. That's okay. I'll Google it. So then they asked me another question. They say, Papa. And I said, just Google it. Are you with me? I mean, I'm serious. We've got a generation that's coming up that will not take your wisdom, but they think the wisdom they can get is from Google. And Google's teaching them. Google's teaching them not to be a Christian nation. Google's teaching them not to rely upon God. Google's te- I mean, ask Siri sometime about Jesus. Y'all have Siri, you know what I'm talking about? Ask her. See what she says. Not now. In just a few minutes. When you get done, you get in the car, you're going, okay. Let's take a look at something. I, w- I want us to begin to look at our mandate for a new era. Two things real quick. And then I want to look at new. 
The word mandate we talked about an authoritative command, that the word mandate meant an authoritative command. Our mandate for a new era. You have authority that you don't even think you have. And you're going to have to begin to shift in that and say, wait a minute, I have authority over that thought. I, have, I can take that thought captive, 1 Corinthians what is it, 10, 3 and 5. I can take that thought captive and I can make it obedient to Christ. I can bring it in and go, is that the, what the Word of God says? That thought that says you're no good or you failed or just because you made a mistake, you're, gonna, you're, you're, you're done. It's doomsday. You, you've messed up so bad that nobody can forgive you. That is a thought that's not in the Word of God. Has anybody been forgiven by Jesus? Let's give him a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. He has forgiven us. He has forgiven us. So you've got to be able to take that authoritative command. It also means an authorization. I love this. To act given to a representative. Do you know what the Bible says that you are? When you give your life to Jesus Christ, you become an ambassador for the kingdom of God. I don't know about you. Let me tell you a little bit about the ambassadors. How many of you know ambassadors play an important role, even in the world today? We were in in Africa, and we were leaving to go. There was two carloads of people. We were leaving to go to a restaurant that night, and we come up on the United States Embassy. How many of you know you're in a foreign country? The United States Embassy, I'm like, oh, that is so cool. It's a big, huge complex, and it's got, it got, you know, fence all around it, and we're driving up this way, you know, and we're going to, and, and then, and then we're going to turn, and Shelly, Shelly, bless her heart, missed 1,300 and some odd pictures on the, uh, uh, on iCloud, you know, she's taking pictures. How many of you know, bad idea? We don't know about the, about the laws, terrorist laws and everything else. She's taking pictures. Here's our embassy. Let's take our picture. That's the United States embassy. That is so cool because I'm a United States American citizen. That's my embassy. And she's taking pictures, taking pictures. Next thing we know, we are pulled over, and there's a guy at the car going, give me that camera, give me that camera. He was saying it in French. Give me that camera, give me that camera. And he wanted that camera. They took her camera. And she was like, Oh no, it's just digital. It can be erased. Don't, don't, I mean, they were, they were gonna confiscate her camera. There was a, a, a jeep that pulled up. The three guys got out and they were after that camera. They saw her taking pictures. Did they see that on video? Did they drive by and say, that lady's got a camera. She's not allowed to do that. We didn't know we were allowed to do that. She almost got us arrested, put into a foreign prison, and it's not a good thing. But that's exactly what happened. Then, the, then our, our interpreter came, and he began to tell him, said, no, we can, you know, he was talking in French. He was like, we can erase it, we can erase it, we can erase it. And he took it, and, and he took the, the digital deal, and he erased it, and then he showed them where the pictures were gone. See, you are actually part of the kingdom of heaven. Come on. You are an ambassador for Christ. And, all, and you may not even realize that. And in this new era, you got to say, hey, wait a minute. I'm a representative. I'm in the world, but not of the world. I am come from another world. Come on, somebody. And I am an ambassador to do business on behalf of the king, not just a president, not just a governor, not just a, a, a prime minister, but you are attached to the king of kings and the Lord of Lord, and you get to transact and do things for the king. Hallelujah. I mean, that, I mean, that makes me pull my shoulders back a little bit. I don't do it in pride. I don't do it out of arrogance, but I pull my shoulders back because that's my identity. And that's what Jesus was trying to get across to the disciples. So you have authority, say authority. So let's take a look real quick at the, at the word new. I want us to look at this word new. We touched Basically, a couple of weeks ago when I taught, we touched base on the word new. I want you to have ears to hear today. You don't have to take notes if you're taking notes. Just just listen a moment. The word new. We all think we know what the word new is. But I want to look at the regular definition that Merriam-Webster has, and then I also want to look at a biblical definition. Say new. Anybody like some new? Oh, come on, somebody. I... Anybody like a new car? 
Kate, how about a new glove? He's like, no, I got my other one broke in. I don't want a new glove. It takes time to do that. How about some new jewelry, ladies? Ladies, new jewelry? New house? How about some new shoes? Anybody ever put on something new and feel real good? A new outfit. How about a new attitude? Anybody need a new attitude? My attitude is bad. It slides sometimes, and I'm like, you need new brakes. Anybody need new brakes? I got a new master cylinder. I need a new master cylinder, you know? It's like there's some new things that we've got to have that I I, I like new. Let's take a look at new real quick. Merriam-Webster talks about the word new, and here's here's the definition. Having recently come into existence. Having recently come into existence like a new baby. I got a new grandbaby. The second definition is having been seen, used, or known for a short time. Okay, I did get this for you up there. I couldn't remember if I'd put them up there. Having been seen, used, or known for a short time. Number three, being other than former or old. Okay? Being other than the former or old. How about, you ever, anybody ever heard of old money and new money? New money, the bills are still old. <laughs> right? But old money is wealth that's transferred from generation to generation to generation. Mark Zuckerberg has new money. He's got the same bills, but it's the new money because he created Facebook and now he's a bazillionaire because of Facebook. And and that's new money. In other words, his family wealth wasn't inherited. It was brought down. It was earned. That's, that's new money. That would be an example of that. Number four, having been in a relationship or condition but a short time, like a new job, new job. Number five, beginning as the resumption or repetition of a previous act or a thing, like a new day or a new edition of a magazine or newspaper. How about a new, how about a new, how about a new? Number six, made or become fresh. (laughs) Anybody likes new bread? Anybody like a new pasta? Anybody like a new pizza? Yeah, you know, we anybody can like the old pizza. Uh, the old pizza with the green stuff. I'm not talking about peppers. I'm talking about the penicillin. Anybody wants a new penicillin pizza? No. So it's new. It's fresh. Stay fresh. Number seven, different from one of the same category that has existed previously. Different from the same category that has existed recently, previously, excuse me. Or dissimilar origin or usually of superior quality. Um, I got to thinking about you. Like a new hybrid of corn. A new hybrid of corn. That's, That's something that is an origin and usually of a superior quality. There's other definitions. Not existing before, already existing, but experienced seen or acquired recently for the first time unfamiliar or strange to someone can be new everybody you you may have a new car maybe new to you may not be brand new off the assembly line but it's new to you and you go out and say hey i got a new car and they're they're like oh man i like your new car and they're like well it's not really new no it's new to you so it is new different from the previous one The new era is new. It's not what existed before. 
It is not a recycle of something. Pastor, all you're doing is just recycling some scriptures. No, I'm not recycling some scriptures. I'm here to tell you, God is doing a new thing. And it's a new thing. We got to perceive it. A new thing. We got to try to understand it. A new thing. We just got to be obedient to it. But he's doing a new thing. Somebody say new. He's doing a new thing. So I want to look at the definition of the Bible, the living word, the word of God that is alive and active. And maybe it's not been active in your life and it's time for it to be activated. It's time for something to happen. It's time for a simultaneously combustion to begin to take place. And all of a sudden, something's going to be fresh. Whew, I don't know about you, but the Holy Ghost is all over me this morning. I can feel him, and he's there even if I can't feel him. But I got them goose bumpies. Maybe it's because I hit myself so hard, my body said, ooh. It's fresh. Say fresh. God's wanting to come in a fresh new way. God's wanting to speak to you in a fresh new way. God's not giving you a leftover era. He's bringing in a new era, a new time, a new stage of development. It's going to be new. If you'll let it be new, it'll be old. If you say it's going to be old, but you can say, no, I'm having the new. I'm having the fresh. Give me something fresh today. Give me something, God, fresh today. Help me be better today. Help me follow you today when I fall and I get knocked down, I get back up, and I get a fresh new start. I begin to step into some things that I couldn't step into before. It is new. Somebody say new. Tell your partner new. Come on, tell your person next to you new. Say it's going to be new. It's new. It's going to be fresh. It's not existing before. Listen to the synonyms of the word new. Fresh, novel, original, strange, unaccustomed. Unfamiliar, unheard of, unknown, unprecedented. It's not recycled. It's new. It's fresh. The the scripture that I love, well, I'll get to that in just a minute. It means made or becoming fresh in spirits or vigor. Synonyms, energized. Woo! Freshened, invigorated. (laughs) Newborn. It's new. It also means reborn. Here you go, Tatum. Reborn, recreated, re-energized, refreshed, regenerated, re-innovated, renewed, resurrected. Come on, revived. A revival is something new. It's it's, It's coming in in a different way. It's coming in at a different angle. It's coming in at a different thing. And then the revival begins to start. And all of a sudden, it becomes new. And it becomes fresh. And it becomes exciting. And it becomes invigorating. Mm, honey, I'm getting invigorated up here. You need new. Say new. Are you ready for some new? Let me give you some scriptures real quickly. The New Testament really talks about the word new. And there's 42 uses in the New Testament. And the kahinos is the, is, the, is the Greek definition. Here it is. And it literally means the freshness. Freshness. It means new. Fresh. I love to go out into the backyard after it rains. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And all of a sudden, there's something new. You can go, I can also look at all the tree limbs and everything else that's down in the yard. But it's like, okay, that's new. I got to, I got to clean that and stuff up. But there's a freshness there. There's an aroma that's there. There's a newness that's, that's coming through. I'm going to give you some new scriptures real quickly, and we'll we'll finish up. That word new, this word, kahinos in the Greek, means the freshness. Listen to these uses. Some of these may be familiar to you. There's 42 scriptures in the New Testament that I pulled out. In Matthew, he talks about new wine, new bottles. He talks about... um, New treasures, bringing out a treasure, what? New and old. That's in Matthew. Mark, Jesus teaching a new doctrine. See, what we've got to realize is that that word is alive, meaning it is new every day. It 2,000 years ago, 
Even today, the word is still alive. It's not dead. It's not recycled. It's not replanted. It's not re, re, redone. Are you with me? Re, recycled. It is a new. It can be alive and fresh. You can read a scripture today. Pastor Virginia probably read a scripture many years ago, and then 10 years later, she read it again, and it was almost like fresh again, and it was new again. And it was like, wow, I got a greater revelation and greater understanding of that. They were talking about Jesus teaching a new doctrine, a new doctrine. That was the good news. Say good news. He's coming and going, I got some good news today. Woo, good news, baby. I got good news. You want to hear some good news? I got some good news. I got some good news. I got some good news. His good news was the kingdom of God is coming in. The kingdom of God, the kingdom that is from heaven, the kingdom that's going to change and transfer and shift and overcome darkness. And Jesus was like, and when he died on the cross and he came back, he said, I got some good news. I'm not dead. I'm still alive. And they were like, he's got a new doctrine. And sometimes people think just because your revelation is different than what they know or understand, they're thinking, well, you, you got the new doctrine. Had somebody recently say, you know, I've been to different churches before, but I've, I've never heard what I'm hearing at this church. That I can be a son of God? That's not a new doctrine. It just may be new to them. Come on, somebody. It may be new to you. Jesus was talked about taking communion, remember? And he, was, uh, he says, look, I'm going to take communion and not again until the new kingdom. Everybody say new. He talked about speaking in new tongues. Not old tongues, but new tongues. New tongues. He talked about When I first received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, all I knew was la, 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 dita. La, 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 dita. That's all I knew. That's why I just used what I had to. But now it's shifted and changed, and it depends on my emotions and what's going on and what I'm battling and what, what I'm picking up in the spirit. It can be a warring kind of tongue. It can be a, a, a peaceful kind of tongue. It can be a blessing kind of tongue. I mean, there's some different ways there, there, that it's new. Somebody say new. It can be new tongues. Well, Luke, what about Luke? He says you can't put a, a new garment on an old one. It's got to be new wine in new bottles. And he talks about a New Testament. Say New Testament. He talks about a New Testament. John talks about a new commandment. There's a new commandment. Love one another. What about an eye for an eye and a tooth for tooth? Vote for me, I'll set you free. Rap on, brother. Rap on. I know my brother over here. You know that's a ball of confusion. Y'all Google it. Not now. So it's new. It's got to, it's got to be new. It's a, it's a new testament. It's not the old testament. It's the new testament. And a lot of times we want to operate and stay in the old testament. And then it's been fulfilled, those laws and those things. Christ has died for us, fulfilling the old testament covenant. And we operate in a new testament. A new testament of freedom. A new testament of liberty. A new testament of life. Come on. A new testament of life and life more abundantly a new testament that i can change my attitude from being down and out to up and in come on somebody i can change my attitude from the dark kingdom into the kingdom of light i can change my attitude from no forgiveness into forgiveness hallelujah i get excited when i start thinking about the new things of the lord and the new things that i can experience and i'm experiencing some of them every single day hallelujah somebody say new Come on, we we got to we got to begin to start. Let's get this thing in us. To wait, wait a minute. Things are new. I don't know how many times we've talked about things, and the things of the old. And I've said, Shelley, it's a new era, and it's like, click. The attitude changes. My attitude changes. It's like, wait a minute. You're right. It's a new era. I don't have to bow down to that. I'm here to tell you. Uh, I was thinking about you, Angelo. The the Wimbledon's plan. You know who's playing this morning? I don't know if he won or not, but Federer, she likes Rafael Nadal, and we had talked about that. And But there was a lady that won the Wimbledon singles yesterday that was brand new. She'd never won before. There were two men in the men's doubles. They had never won the Wimbledon before, and they won it yesterday. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is a new one. And I'm pulling for Roger Federer, and he's won it before. And I think, I hope this guy don't beat him. But I don't know. Don't Google that now and tell me who won. I'll find out later. But it's, it's a New Testament. Say New Testament. 
John said there was a new commandment, love one another. Paul in Acts was speaking of new things. In 1 Corinthians, they talked about taking the blood, the cup of the New Testament. You know, that word testament, you know what the word testament means? It means tangible proof of a tribute. Tangible proof. This is a Bible, and it has a New Testament in it. This is not a made-for-TV reality show. This is truth. Because the word testament literally means it's a tangible proof of what Jesus has done. Historically, you can look at it. It's the greatest history book on the face of the planet. You got it in your hands or on your iPad or on your electronic device or on your phone. That is the greatest book of all time. The number one bestseller. The number one book. Come on, somebody that can change life. You want a self-help book? This is it. You want everything that you need? This is it. We can begin to find that. But that's that New Testament. It's a tangible proof of tribute to who Jesus is, what he did, what the disciples and apostles went through for the 13 epistles written by Paul. And and, and that's what I'm coming out of. 1 Corinthians, it says the cup of the New Testament. 2 Corinthians, he's made us ministers of a New Testament. We are ambassadors, but the Bible also says that we are ministers. See, what happens is a lot of times people are like, well, I need to let me talk to pastor. No, you, you got him. At work, somebody's going to come up and say, man, I need to do this. I need to do that. And I just, I, I'm just really feeling real bad. And, and Wayne's got to step in as a minister. Pastor Wayne here. Let me pray for you. Oh, wait a minute. You don't have no degree. <laughs> you don't, let me say your credentials. Are, are you with me? It isn't the credentials. It's who you were created to be. It's who you are. You're a minister, and you can minister at Walmart. Come on, somebody. You can minister at United. You can minister at Atwoods. You can minister at the Elks Rodeo. You can minister at the Monster Trucks. You can minister at the baseball game. Come on, somebody. There are people hurting all around you, and you don't have to say, well, let me give you Pastor Eric's number. No, you take the number. You minister to them. You pray for them. You lift them up. You encourage them. You release the kingdom of light because there is a newness that's coming on. Maybe you didn't have permission before. You have permission now to release the new things of God to say, hey, I know you're downcast, but guess what? Draw, Look up. Here comes your help. Jesus is going to help you. He's riding in on a white horse. Are you with me? So you got to begin to look at that. you got to say, wait a minute, there is hope. There is hope in this hopeless situation. There is hope, and his name is Jesus. Look up, because there's the light. Say new. I love this scripture. Maybe we can put it up. Do I have 2 Corinthians 5.17? Did I give you that one? Okay, well, don't put it up. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a... Old, rotten, sinner creature. He is a recycled piece of nothing. Wait a minute. Let me, let me, let me look at that again. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a fresh. We don't see ourselves as new creatures. We see ourselves dealing with that old sinful nature. We see ourselves dealing with the past. We see ourselves, I can't get over the hump because 20 years ago... This happened to me. And I'm not making light of that. But I'm here to tell you that in order for you to enter into this new era, in order for you to enter into this new time, don't miss, don't miss, don't miss this. Don't miss it. Please don't miss it. Please don't miss it. Don't miss the time of your visitation or habitation. Don't miss this era that we're stepping into where all of a sudden you can step out of the old and into the new. That which was 20 years ago has been cut off, and now you're going to begin to move forward. You look at it because it's the rearview mirror, but you know your future is greater that is ahead of you, and you're beginning to step forward into that future. No matter what is going on in your life, you're all of a sudden a new creature. 
fresh. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're looking fresh today. (laughs) He says, old things are passed away. Behold, all things become, all things become what? They all become what? I'm like, oh, new. It's got to be 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 new. I was the youngest of five. I didn't have new jeans until I was 17. Y'all are like, huh? No, no. I received hand-me-down jeans until I was 17 and went and bought my own. It was the first time I got new jeans. Well, there may have been some new jeans in there somewhere along the way on Christmas or birthday. But most of them were hand-me-downs from my brother. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I was like, you know, it's really tough. You know, it's nice to have a new toothbrush. Got hand-me-downs from somebody else. (laughs) But now you get in the picture. Are you with me? And it's kind of like new. And I get to open the package of the toothbrush. And it's like new to me. And it's like, ooh, why are you so excited about brushing your teeth? Because I got a new toothbrush. You should see the bristles on my toothbrush. Because I'm, I'm frugal. Shelly's like, could you get a new toothbrush? Because these things are, I bought you a new toothbrush, honey. Oh, thank you. I do feel good. And then you use it and you're like, oh, it feels so good. Because, you know, I didn't realize how clean they worked, how good they worked when they were new. Somebody say new. I'm almost done. Let me get on with it. Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things, all things are becoming new. They become new. Galatians also talks to us about not about the circumcision, but being a what? New creature, a new creature. Ephesians says being of one man, one new man. Are you with me? One new man. And he talks about putting on the new man. You got to put it on. Are you new? I feel a new man feeling good today, but tomorrow I don't know anyway. You got to put it on. I'm new every day. I'm new every day. I'm new every day. I know I'm getting older, but I'm looking newer. I may be aging a little bit, but I am looking fine. Even if it's in my own mind. Are you with me? It's mind over matter. If you don't mind, it doesn't matter. So you've got you to shift your mind. We've got to shift into this new place. We've got to talk about putting on the new man. Hebrews talks about the new covenant. Hebrews talks about the New Testament. And the New Testament. We've got to read the New Testament, understand the New Testament, so when we look into the Old Testament, we can see it through New Testament eyes, and we aren't out sacrificing goats. Or other things. People. Second Peter, he talks about the new heaven. Oh, here you go, some of y'all. New heaven and the new earth. We like that new heaven and new earth. First John and second John, he talks about the new commandment, the new commandment. John talked about the new commandment. Here's these 10, but love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind and all your soul and love your neighbor as yourself. Say, howdy neighbor. Tell them, say, howdy neighbor. I love you neighbor. Love you neighbor, just fulfilling the word. Last one, Revelations. There's, oh, you guys know about Revelations, right? He talks about a new name, a new Jerusalem, a new song, a new heaven, a new earth. Jesus makes all things new. He's making some things new today. Stand to your feet this morning. I want you to know that there are some things that are going to become new in your life. And there are some things that's like, you know what? I like my old recliner. Well, you may be, but there may be a new one on the way. Come on, somebody. And that new one might even have a little massage chair, and it may even have leather and heated and cooled seats and it's new to you and it's feeling good and you just want to get home and get in your new recliner. But, Pastor, you told me i got to get up and move. Well, maybe you move your recliner from one side of the table to the other. Maybe you move the chairs around or do something different. It's a new thing. Somebody say new thing. I want to leave you with this last scripture. I want to put it up. This is, what, this is my challenge here for you guys today. Over the next few weeks, the next few months, the next few years, the next few decades, we're going to continue to talk about the new things in God. 
And I want, I want you to focus on Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. This is 18 and 19. This is out of the Message Bible, and here's what it says. Forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert. Be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert rivers in the bad lands. And we can bring it back in today and to know that God is changing. God is shaping. God is bringing forth some things in our lives today. They're passing out to you. Yeah, you guys are doing great. They're going to pass out to you a prophetic word by Chuck Pierce. Just grab one, pass three, pass them down the row real quickly so we don't take up much of their time today. That, that, that you've got to know that God is about to do something new. No, God is doing something new. There is something new. you got to look at it. Where is it? I want to see the new thing. In the midst of all this old stuff, I want to be able to see this new thing. I want to be able to look at this new thing. I want to focus on this new thing. And I, you know, but, oh, my life is bad. Life is tough. It's difficult. It's terrible. You know, and we can focus so much on that. But then we can say, wait a minute. Look what you did, God. God, look what you did. Look what you did. Look what you brought into my life. Look at the blessing that you've given me. And I'm just, I'm speaking of a new grandbaby. Look at that blessing that you've given me. Look at that legacy that's being passed to this new grandbaby right now here today. Look at those things and you got to say, I, I, I see something new. I see something different. I got a new attitude. Play, get that song. Play it over and over and over, whatever. You know, but begin to get a new attitude and begin to shape and change some things. I want to close with this prophecy from Chuck Pierce. I think I might need a copy. No, I've got one. I'm sorry. Everybody got a copy of that? I want us to look at it. I want you to begin to step into this. Everybody got a copy? Everybody got a copy? This is for you to take home, keep, put on your mirror, whatever. I'm not just the only one talking about a new era. There's some more. Next week, I'm going to share another one with you. But the key prophecy he talks about, he says, peer through the pierce, excuse me, peer through the darkness and see your vision shift to victory and harvest. This is a week of divine interpretations. Be ready for divine pauses that make you stop. Excuse me, interruptions. Sorry about that. Be ready for divine pauses that make you stop, turn, shift, and rethink what's happening. In a moment, I can drop something new on you. This is God speaking through Chuck Pierce. Do you want God to drop something new on us? I do. In a heartbeat. I'm telling you, when I hear the word heart, heartbeat, heart attack, my ears go up. In a heartbeat, I can shift you with circumstances. Watch for the divine pause and interruptions to reset your course. Is this talking about a new era? Because you have sought me and cried out for grace, I'm coming down and rearranging your heavenly place. I'm causing you to see differently than you've seen before. I'm causing you to see through the darkness that has surrounded you. I'm causing you to press through and press in to experience the uprising that I have within you. I will lift you above the dark structures and have tried to that, that have tried to convince you that you see and think is what you see and think is normal. I will cause you to come up. Here we go. Are you ready? I will cause you to come up and see from a perspective you have not seen before. Come on. Somebody needs to grab that. A perspective that you've not seen before. And and you will now shout, victory is at hand. Somebody shout, victory. Victory. Victory is at hand. Victory is at hand. Victory is at hand. The enemy is attempted to convince you that you are in defeat, but you have cut the ties with defeat decrease and the legalistic structure attempting to be good you have cut ties now instead of defeat your portion is victory and overcoming strength i am setting peace excuse me settling peace within your heart and causing you to walk in a way you've never walked before let me slow down a minute i am settling peace within your heart and causing you to walk in a way you've never walked before. Your heart is beginning being settled, and your walk is being straightened. Do not fear walking into an old place, for that old place will not look the same. Do not fear walking into a new place, 
<laughs> I love it. For it's you will it's it for it you who will bring a divine spiritual awakening in that place. Your eyesight is now shifting in a new way. And I'm going to add a new era. It's shifting in a new way. Watch, watch, for you are entering a week of awakening the day. Watch, for you will see the day awaken around you. And you will say, the new is upon me. And now I see a new day being birthed. It gave me goosebumps. I am shifting your eyesight. You're going to see people differently, even people you already know. I am putting a new lens over your eye. This lens will equip you for harvest. Get ready for your vision to shift. I am returning you to the source of where vision comes. I am returning you to where the source of power comes. I am returning you to the source where life is breathed. I am returning you to the breath of victory, and you will breathe out victory as you walk. Somebody say new thing. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's a new thing. It's nothing but a thing but a new thing. (laughs) That's how we say it back in North Carolina. Nothing but a thing but a new thing. It's a new thing. Tell your neighbor it's a new thing. It's a new thing. Go ahead and tell them thing. T-H-A-N-G. Thing. It's a new thing. It's got a, we got a new era. It's a new thing. Let's give the Lord some praise for this. Hallelujah. Today, we can step into this new thing. You can step into this new thing. Are you ready to step? Are you ready to step? You got to get up. You got to step into this new thing. It's, it's, you gotta, I want God to increase your hunger. I want him to increase your appetite. I can't do it. I can lay hands on you, and I can pray for you, and I can bless you or cast out demons, do whatever we need to do. Are you with me? But it's going to be you that says, I'm stepping into that new thing. When you make a decision, all heaven will back you up. Let me say that again. When you make a decision, all heaven will back you up. When you step into the things that God has for you, I'm talking about God decisions, God's ways, God's things, all heaven will be at your back. God says he's your rear guard. The scripture talks about putting on the armor of Christ and God being your rear guard. Let's step into this. Let me pray for you today. Father, we just thank you that this is a new thing today, that it's been new. It's going to be new. It's going to continue to be new. We're looking for the new things. Give us new eyes to be able to see. Give us new ears to be able to hear. Give us a new heart to be able to receive. Give us these new things that you say that are there. And we're going to, we're going to believe it, and we're going to begin to receive that right now. In Jesus' name, I pray that the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And I believe that you're going to see yourself in a new way, that you are children of the Most High God. You are sons and daughters. You are joint heirs. We are ambassadors in the kingdom of heaven. God, I thank you for the new things that are taking place. I thank you for the new decision for Christ today. If you're here today and you've not made a decision to follow Christ, make a decision today, right now. It's new. Well, I did a few years ago, but I just never, I just fell off. You just renew your commitment. It's a new commitment today. It's a fresh new thing today. Father, we just bless your people here today. We ask you to strengthen them. We thank you for Jessica who is filling in today and the girls and the Nelson family that's they filled in today for Sarah and Isler's family. We thank you for those that are teaching the children back there, Lori right now, and Marie, Maria uh, right now, right now. We just thank you for Marie and Lori. We thank you for all these new things. We thank you for those that have served us. We thank you for the word that just permeates our being. We believe it and we receive it right now in Jesus' name. And everybody in agreement said... Amen. God bless you. Listen, we're here today. If you need prayer, we love you and bless you. We send you forth with his power and his might. The challenge is to look up Isaiah 43, 19 and see what the Lord shares with you about it and then be able to share it with others. God bless.